Today, once again, as we gather together, I'm standing here in a delegate authority from our bishop. Our bishop now is in Cebu to uh, continue his episcopal visit. And Sister Nimia continues to follow up his, uh, uh, what you call, the, not only the intercessory uh, teaching to ladies in Cebu, but also uh, to have that, what you call, the day trip trip. See, so once again, there, uh, the work continues. So, as the bishop or our, our primate have uh, requested us to become now the primate, uh, it means lack of work, lack of responsibility. So, he asked of our support, especially in prayer. Amen? So, those pray for him. And also, not only that, but also our commitment, our faithfulness, and continue of obedience to the Lord. Okay, so today, as we continue our uh, sharing, as we celebrate the Lord's Day, and it talks mostly about purified in purpose. So both here, it says purified in purpose, not only of Jesus' purpose, but it also gives to us our own purpose. And here, you can see that Jesus really make it clear what is this purpose. Just read verse 32. Certain verse 32 said, Now the evening when his son had said, they brought them to him who were sick, those who were demon possessed. The whole city was gathered together at the door, and he healed them. Many were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. Now in the morning, having risen long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. Where they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. Look at this. This is the main verse of what we are reading today. Main verse. Let us go to the next town that I may, may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching as their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. This is my purpose. And this is very important, brothers and sisters. Not only for Jesus, but for you and me. Because we have to know the purpose of Jesus. That he would bring the kingdom of God in our life and to the earth. And at the same time, you should know your purpose. Because people who don't know their purpose, as Scripture says, those who lack vision or no purpose will perish. In a simplified word, those people have no goal, have no plan, we amount to nothing. That's a simple thing. You have a purpose. And God created us, all of us, 
us have a purpose. Maybe it's not the same in the degree or where we are now, maybe in the level or maybe in the field of our calling, but everyone has its purpose. That is why one reason we're against abortion because God's plan for a baby is always have a purpose for that baby. We're against, that's why we stand against abortion. All sacredness, or life is sacred because we believe that every life that God has given in this earth has a purpose. Maybe right now, sometimes we don't see our purpose. Although other people, we don't see their purpose. But God has a purpose to so you. And it is our responsibility to know God. So knowing God, that will know your purpose. The most important thing we have to learn today. If you want to know your purpose, know God. Because He's the source of our purpose. Ananyatawa may puhos. Upri mangaranon, kinayo bukod. God has a purpose for them. And here, you could learn about the life of Jesus and his purpose. Verse 32 to 37, okay, or verse 34, you could see his purpose in action. Healing the sick, delivering those who are demon-possessed. And the more that he healed his people, and the whole city was gathered together in the door and healed many who were sick with various diseases as not many demons we didn't know did not allow demons to speak because they knew him verse 32 to 34 is just an action or the fulfillment of his purpose to bring the kingdom to the people and what is the kingdom the kingdom of god is jesus is the lord God the Father is the Creator. Jesus the Savior. The Holy Spirit is the sanctifier, the Holy Trinity. That comprises the whole kingdom of God that is in our faith. Now, here, we see how Jesus, first of all, the first part of my sharing is that we could see the purpose of Jesus and how he had fulfilled his purpose. And the second part is also to know our purpose and how to fulfill our purpose. So he could see Jesus fulfilling his purpose to bring the kingdom to the people, preaching the word of God, preaching the kingdom, healing the sick, delivering those who are demon-possessed. Or he said, I have been anointed by God to preach the gospel to the, to the poor, to heal those broken hearts, to proclaim the victory, Proclaim the year of the Lord. That is his purpose. That's why in every, you can see, in every, uh, in a, uh, every corporation, a company, or even in our church, there must be what you call the mission and the vision. Because that is your guiding way what is the purpose of your company or, or maybe even our church. What is our vision? What is our mission? Because that's going to focus everything you've got to fulfill that purpose. And here Jesus fulfilling those things, healing the sick. And 
we could see here that Jesus is really in action. So here we could first learn, if you want your purpose to be done in our life, you have to work for it. I ask every young people in the church, even those who are graduating, what do you want or what course did you take after maybe right now they are their uh, secondary their, uh, uh, senior high? Okay. What do you want? And most of them said, I don't know. That's already a problem. If they don't know what to get, what course. Because if not, their decision, first of all, be influenced. Because their classmate is going to what the, the IT or nursing, whatever, they will go there because that's where friends are going. Or maybe first is that what is the force of planet that gives me more money? And sometimes we parents are also guilty of this. Of course, you want a good life for our children, good future. So we want them in our what, is, what we think is good for them. And that you know that's an ordinary for us as parents. But first of all, we have to consider that every purpose in our life comes from God. So we have to seek God. So first, here we have whatever things you want to do, you have to put our life on it. Every resources, your time, in your purpose to fulfill. Because some or our, our purposes will not be accomplished like that by just sitting down. You have to work for it. You have to excel in that. You have to study. You have to, you know, what to learn the craft. And that's what he's doing. He really fulfills it. He works. He do it. So in order to fulfill our purpose, you have to work for it. You have to give the soul and spirit. When the Lord told me to serve in the church, I was a seaman. And when I was now here, and called. Then I said to myself, this is now my work. This is now my purpose to serve God and his people, to help make God. I'm not perfect, but I'm willing to fulfill what I have to do. With your anointing, with your grace, I put my heart, my soul, my body, my spirit in this thing. Because this is now my purpose. Anybody told my family, this is now my purpose. We will serve the Lord as a family. There are things that some things that sometimes we cannot do, but we have to fulfill. This is now our priority. Fulfill my purpose, and not only my purpose, but as a purpose, So we have made a decision. I have to fulfill my purpose and put my heart, my soul, and my spirit in fulfilling your purpose. Like Jesus, get the work. And here, 
And the second, they're not only with that, with that commitment to do it, commitment to work for it. We have to make things happen. Some people just sit there and let things happen. But you people, even to bring it to what you call some success book for people, people who are successful in life, they make things happen. They're not passive. They're not, they're not just waiting that somebody will push them. They're the ones to push themselves to do what they have to do. Fulfilling their purpose, their task, or whatever they have to do. And like Jesus here, he is fulfilling, he is doing. And second, if you learn from Jesus, in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. This is the secret of Jesus. He prayed. He always communicate with the Father. Because as we communicate to the Father, we're communicating to the Creator of our purpose. What do you want me to do? What next? What's the plan? So we have to pray to God. If you know our purpose, pray to God, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is my uh, what is my paper in the earth? Lord, because sometimes you do things that of purpose of God. Maybe at first you think you're, you're successful, but at the end, it's not. Some people have quit along the way. Some people have lost their motivation because what they're doing is not their purpose. So you have to seek God. What is your purpose? And only one way to know our purpose by seeking God. Because He's the source of all purpose. Of what is the plan in our life. <coughs> Jesus here prayed for God. Have always a connection to know the purpose, to know the plan. What's now the details, Lord? What's next? So he always have time to pray. He did not let work control him. Sometimes I said, we're so busy that we cannot pray. We should pray because you are busy. Because sometimes in our business, so we're so busy without prayer, sometimes the end is failure. Palpa! Why? Because you have no direction from God. This enthronement is not the of, of our vision. To me, it's the most busiest day and Christmas I ever had in my life. Beginning from September, ending to January 4. But not only January 4. It happened four days. It's a very busy day. Very, very busy. And there's also celebration of Christmas. The celebration of New Year. And with some additional work. Whatever reunion. Attention reunion of the Academy in January. So, it's so busy and I'm part of the committee. I don't have time to pray. I cannot let go there without prayer. Because I've learned also from there. Why? What I've learned. 
First, I've learned I work the word of God without God. I know what I'm talking about. I'm so busy for God without God. What I mean with that? I'm working the word of God without prayer. And what is the result? I am easily tired. It's easy for me to complain. And my temper is bad. And your temper is bad. Your mind is bad. Sometimes your mouth is bad. Huh? <coughs> I know what I'm talking about. That's why I choose to pray. And then second, I accept this is my task. This is now my task. This is what the Lord has given to me for my vision. This this task. And I have to accept that because this is now my purpose. As part of the church. It's given this responsibility. I have to accept that in your heart and mind. And because this is my purpose as part of this insulation, whatever it is. Everyone has a committee, committee, committee. And this is my committee. So you have to accept that. And with that wholehearted acceptance of my job or my assignment, whatever is that, then the thing that will come to follow is that you have the joy in doing it. Because you have to do Although it is tiring, challenging, but praise God as accepted with all of our the the, the anointing, the grace of God to work in our heart. Because without acceptance that this is your job, this is your task, how small or big it is, first, this is a complaint in our heart inside. You don't want to do it, but actually you have to do it anyway. Because if not, in the evaluation, you are the one to answer that. So, you do it anyway. But the thing is, you have to force yourself to do it. If you're forced yourself to do it, there's no more job. There's no more, like, no grind, no motivation in doing that because you're forcing yourself to do that work. But I said to myself, this is not my work. This is my uh, a given talents and responsibility. With that, then, with joy and gladness, you do what you have to do. And never forget prayer. Prayer, prayer, work, prayer, work. Somebody, when the, when the, uh, I don't know if you go so uh, uh, recognize that. We, we have our uh, uh, presentation of the installation, of this installation. Our visitors, they're really shocked and awe. The shock and awe, and they said, Oh, it's a beautiful presentation. It's so anointing. And what the, what the, something that amazed them is that they could see only, I mean, with so much different kind of dance, whatever is that, there are only three or four performances. Same faces, same faces, same faces, same faces, with different uniforms, different uh, 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 costumes. How you could do that? 
And he said, because of the glory of God. Yes, it is to the glory of God. It is the anointing of grace of God. But first, we have also to dig down what is in the back of that before it happens. At the back of that, it is uh, what you call practice. Practice, practice, practice. Prayer, practice, prayer, practice. God will do the anointing. Your part is practice. Practice, practice, practice. And in that time, I really salute uh, our young people, then their parents, and then let the time. They complain, Father, I've never experienced this, but never mind, darling. You will have more Christmas. But give it to God. And give it to God. And that's something happened. It becomes an anointed worship because God had anointed them. But thing is, they have done their part. You have to focus. This is your purpose. We have to do it. So after, oh, I could see them making the start study their practice. They did study because they believe something. Praise the Lord, bless the heart for this people. It is God who always make the anointing. It's God who will do because of His grace. But we have to do our part. We have to focus. We have to practice. We have to pray and trust God. That is our part. And they asked me, Father, practice for me. After, after practice uh, for the dance of the Christmas, they have to practice for the dance presentation. I said, okay. Basta. There's a dinner and we have to be brought home. I, I do uh, what, what, what really there, you always say, sometimes what really bloody there is that, you know, during especially, uh, Advent once. So they have to practice at 10 to 11. And some of them have to go here at 4 to attend Advent once. The Lord help me. Because I have, I have the one to bring him home. To bring him home. The Lord, this is my task. Help me. To drive him home. And when I say about grace of God, sometimes I feel asleep driving. But so God, I like, I really like people. Keep them on putting around there. In the road, okay? Good morning. When you get... You put it. Because in front of neighbor's house, my wife. I'm so thankful to that. Because it wake me up. I don't know, I don't know. I'm sorry about that. There's a white line in the road. And that's what the purpose of that. To wake up drivers and also to uh, make them slow down that there's a stop right there. I'm so thankful. Uh, thank you, Lord, for who we give that wisdom for that white mark because it wakes me up. Yes. So I have to pray. That is our part to pray, to practice, and God do the anointing. Trust me. And what does Jesus do? They pray. They have combined prayer and work. Because he knows that without prayer, his work would not succeed. So he is doing the work of God with God. And God had anointed him. And then Simon, those who with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. But he said to them, 
But he said, but Jesus said, let us go into the next town that I may preach there also, because this is my purpose that I have come for. So after prayer, after prayer, there, his companions appeared and said, hey, everybody's looking for you. Everybody. It means say more sick people are coming. We pray. But what look at the answer of Jesus? He said, Let us go to the next town so that I may preach their altar. Because for this purpose I have come forth. So, practically speaking, why go to the other place? I'm here. We're going to heal the sick there. And here they sit in the door. They're waiting for you here. So why to the next town? Because they're here now. But God said, no. Jesus, I will go to the next town. We'll go to the next town. Why? First of all, I believe that is the direction of God the Father. He gave a prayer. The next town. Because already preached the gospel in this place, had healed the people here, then the second we have to go to the next town. That is the direction of the Father. Maybe you could say, oh, ano? Practical ka, Peter. Galing mo. I like you, man. Practical ka. Why not go there? Dito lang tayo. We'll stay here. Because there are more sick here. They're, they're already here. So why spend uh, effort Gasoline and going there. And they're already here. But Jesus said, I will go to the next town. That is the direction I believe he got from the Father when he prayed. So always ask God. Bible says there seems that is right to us. But they ask God, what is far more than Manami for this? And the second, I believe, and the second, I believe, is that the Lord also wants to teach these people. What's that? Is that their attitude in seeking God. Because in John chapter 6, look at this. John chapter 6. John, John chapter 6. 26 to 27. He says here. So here people again coming to him. Maybe in another court. He already uh, sent miracles. Uh, multiplication of bread. Healing people. So that's what's happening. But here in verse 26 in John 6. He said. Most assuredly I say to you. You seek me. Not because you see the sign. But because you ate the loaves and were fed. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life. Which Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has sent his seal on him. You seek me not because you saw the sign, but because you ate the loaf and you were fed. So this thing I would say that the laws want to purify their motives. Purify their purpose. Why you are seeking God? Why you are seeking Jesus? And Jesus said to them, You are seeking me because 
You want to worship me, you have to believe in me. It's when you don't have to follow me. You're seeking me because your stomach is filled with bread. It means to say that they're just seeking and following Jesus because they could see the miracle and decided that their stomach is filled. They've been entertained and they're fed. But the Lord was not going to seek me. Seek me as God. So maybe that's what happened there. Now we could translate that in our generation today. And how we do translate that. You are following Jesus because he is your healer. He is your deliverer. He is your supplier. But you are not to follow him as he is our Lord. Did you see the difference there? You're seeking service or seeking God because you know he, you will be healed, you will be delivered, you will be all your needs are supplied. But God desire more than that. We have to seek Him as our God and Lord and Savior. So we got to purify our purpose. Why we are following Jesus, and that will bring also now to our purpose. So here at first, the very clear purpose of Jesus. He was sent by the Father to proclaim, to preach the kingdom. And the kingdom is, there's healing, there's reconciliation, there's forgiveness, there's deliverance, and there's salvation in Jesus. And that is the purpose. And Jesus fulfilled it up to the end. Now, we talk also now about purpose. Like we said here. He said the other place. Why we are seeking Jesus? What is our purpose? What is our purpose? What is our motive? Or maybe we go to church on Sunday. What is our purpose? To worship Him, to give Him thanks, to motivate, give Lord thank you for everything, and know Him because you are God, there are people here. What is your purpose? Or maybe just fulfilling your religious duty as members of the same kind of church. Maybe and when I tell you, you look at me, where well, is your brother? What's sister? Maybe that's the basic. I don't know. Why? We're seeking Jesus. And here, Jesus, you have to seek the loyal. Seek me as your God. Seek me as your Lord, and all these things would follow. All other things you seek would follow. See here once again, brothers and sisters, it, it, it keeps us once again that all of us have been called by God for a purpose. God has called us for a purpose, created for a purpose. It says here in Ephesians, Ephesians. Then Ephesians, Ephesians 1 11, in whom we are being obtained and inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of Him. We have been called since the beginning. In the word of Jeremiah, I have called you even in the womb of your mother. Your purpose starts there. That's what we believe. 
we stand for life because at the womb already God has already formed our purpose for you and me. And that purpose is to serve him. That purpose is to worship him. That purpose is to obey him. And above all, that purpose is to be like him, to be conformed to the image of Jesus. That is our main purpose, why the Lord has created us. Other things would follow. Some concepts that we just say about purpose and purpose of serving, purpose of worshiping, it's like a churchy thing. Like only the church. No, the church is our base where we get our strength, we get our instruction, we get our anointing, authority. And when you go out after the mass, let us go forth and serve the Lord. That is the command or deacon. Because wherever you go, maybe you are a student or working in an office, or maybe you have a business, proclaim Jesus there. Serve the Lord there in your office, in your school, in your house, in your barangay. Because God has a purpose for you to worship Him, to magnify to Him. That life we receive, we also bring the light to others. So whatever we do, whatever we are, we bring and do our purpose. So maybe we are our job. Our job is not, a, is not just a source of our bread and butter. But our job is a gift of God so that through your job and through that place, you could also share and let God be proclaiming your job. Or maybe in an office, or maybe in a, in a, in a market, whatever you are. That is our purpose. And giving fulfillment. Giving fulfillment. You know, and you know, at the end of the day, at the face of our Lord, we know that we have to fulfill what we have to do. No regrets, because we need to. We have to face God with no shame, without fear, because we have fulfilled our promise. Now, what we now, right now, in the middle of our journey, to fulfilling our purpose and destiny, where we are Where we are now? Are we fulfilling the purpose of God in our lives? Maybe other people will believe in us. Maybe people would uh, say, you're okay. But at the end of the day, as we face God, is the one that really, really judged if we had to feel our purpose. But one thing for sure, you and me had a purpose in God. Whatever it is, you have a purpose to fulfill in this earth. So see it that way. Whether you are rich or you are poor, you have a purpose. And you have to put your heart and mind on that because you have a purpose. In a reunion, this is the one thing I like about the reunion because we invite the classmates and the classmates. And somebody have known, you know, in my surprise, there, there are some classmates of mine, me and also others in our batches, that this, during their high school day, this guy, this, this, this classmate of them, 
Don't they go there, go see the right there, they never heard, no name, you know. What they napansina in their those days, in their high school days. But for 30 years, 40 years, we have gathered together and through the uh, Facebook, we have written out and they've come wherever they are, where they came from. In our surprise, you know, there are some plans made to mine and other patches that this nothing of them, we call it never heard, you know, just very simple, nothing, nothing. Unlike those who are really uh, always there uh, in front, always there, uh, we say, um, uh, and always there. But some pastors of mine are surprised. I get them on Facebook. And you could only see them the first time in 40 years. My God, see? They're big time! Ooh! No? I said, look at this, look at this. Is it one? Is it one? Oh! Oh, my God, oh, my God. I like that. Big time! But never. And I said, how's life? Well, you know, tapos high school, college sa Manila, like abroad, and for many years, that big time. So sometimes you can see, maybe at this time you can see what the purpose of this person is God. But along the way, in their life, they have pushed through. They gave their lives and mind and doing it. And there they are. So, now I have another purpose for them to share the word with them. Maybe that they are now big time. But before, at least at the time, he shared me about Jesus, about God, to know that God is the one who brings you that place. Maybe at this time you could not uh, judge what the purpose of this person. But along the way, made them pray that they would wake up and what the Lord would do to them. But still, another point is that, are you willing to respond? Because the moment you know your purpose, it's now your responsibility to respond. At the time you don't know your purpose, well, maybe God will do something, or maybe God will use somebody to let you know. But the moment you know your purpose, it's now your responsibility to respond to God. Respond to God in faith and respond by putting your heart, your mind, your soul, your spirit in that purpose and fulfillment. Maybe it's not so glamorous at the end. Maybe it's not so like other people, but never mind. Because it's God that would be judged, that would judge And above all, what matters most is that we have fulfilled what we have to do today. A fulfilled anatta, no, of comparison to something, of something people compare themselves to other people. And that's something that, that, that would always bring you to depression. Comparison would always bring you to depression. Because you always make an impression. See? And because it will also uh, bring to competition. See? Even different forms. So fulfill what you have to do. Put your heart and mind and excel in them. 
Because that is your house. That is your purpose. Everyone is own. And it's our responsibility to fulfill it, to do it. And above all, learn to this. Your purpose is not independent to mine. Because all of us is being connected to one. That purpose is to serve and exalt God. So fulfill your purpose, and I fulfill my purpose, then it will smooth going to the Lord. Because if you fulfill what you have to do, fulfill your task, and I do my task, you do your task, then there is a smooth going for the kingdom of God. Because each and every one has been called, each and every one has been given ability, each and every one has given us talent to fulfill. But above all, like Jesus, we have to pray. We have always to connect God so that in the end we could fulfill our purpose and destiny.